0: Here we got a story about Apple beating Samsung in a particular category for the first time since 2016, which I don't know if you've been keeping track, but that's like five years ago. Five years. Wow. That feels crazy to say, but that's a while ago, 2016. Uh It doesn't feel like that long ago when you say it, when you do the subtraction, when you do some quick maths on that, right? that's been a little, that's a little bit. Apple sold almost 80 million phones in Q4 2020. It's the first time Apple has beaten Samsung in Q4 2020 sales since 2016. Now, it's important to note, you got this, you got the Apple fans, they're celebrating at the moment, will you do? It's important to note that if we look at the whole year phase, then Samsung still, still beats Apple, sure. but it's a very specific region here where they normally don't do such a thing, and they did. And this is in a time where smartphone sales were kind of a little bit sluggish for a lot of the marketplace. As you know, you've been following the marketplace. Uh, Companies like Huawei sort of almost dipped out completely because of all the restrictions and things like this. But also, Will, you had, particularly in the flagship category, you had these high price points mixed with global economic unknowns Mm. and pandemics and so forth. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not buying a smartphone, uh, apparently Apple sold 79.94 million during that fourth quarter while Samsung only managed to sell 62 only only 62.17 million units. Samsung did not release new flagship phones that quarter. That's another important thing to mention. They don't follow the same cycle, the same time patterns right. for new releases, which of course Apple was helped by such a thing, but again, Going back to 2016, it doesn't seem to impact or affect Samsung. Uh-huh. They at least uh, often still end up ahead in that quarter. Apple's sales were driven by the iPhone 12, obviously, and it sold better than the previous year's iPhone updates. Apple sold 69.6 million iPhones in the fourth quarter of 2019. By comparison, so you can see 69 fourth quarter 2019, 79.94 fourth quarter 2020. You following all these numbers, will you do? i'm trying it's a business show mm. so this happened uh, amid the smartphone decline that we just referenced apparently reasons for the upgrade and success 5g finally showing up in the iphone samsung saw an overall decline in smartphone sales throughout 2020 of 14.6 percent but the company still remained the top smartphone seller across the year regardless of apple's q4 victory Samsung faces stiff competition in the Android space. As you're aware, Willie Duke, companies like Xiaomi, Oppo, Mm Vivo, OnePlus. You know those guys. Sure. You heard of those phones before. Anyway, another quick breakdown here. Most of those sales for iPhone came on the stock iPhone 12 model, as we've covered many times here. The mini version of the phone, not so hot so far. As far as sales figures are concerned, in fact, even the Pro model outsold the Mini model, and the Mini model had the most attractive price tag. Mm-hmm. So price wasn't enough to save it, although I speculate that if you were really cost-conscious, you'd probably be all right with just getting that SE anyways and saving even more money at $3. oh, yeah. $399. In fact, Willie Do, I want to give a little shout-out to an unboxed Therapy video okay. that I filmed This morning. is not out yet. You can't find it. Where I discovered something really interesting about the best-selling smartphone on all of Amazon. Turns out, is an older, cheaper iPhone. I ordered that iPhone in order to check it out myself. And you know what? I don't want to say anything more about it. And I don't even want you to show because... You're giving too much away. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, fine. Head over to Unbox Therapy right now because this video is... Uh, you're going to be watching it. You're Most watching it. Most likely live. Oh, finish, the, finish this show first and then, yeah. and then go watch it. Don't make Willie Do upset. This is his show. Uh, next up, Samsung imagines how its first AR glasses might look in these concept videos. Leaked concept videos. Does that mean that they are official? I don't really know. But they are, well, they're leaked concept videos, nonetheless. Uh, Essentially, it shows a guy, and he's sitting down on the couch, and he's doing all the AR type of activities. They're called Samsung Glasses Light. They're concept videos, so it's not a finished product. You can't buy the thing right now. What do you think of the design, first off? You're not for it, yeah. I'm not too
1: sure why it looks like de facto glasses it's like there's no style to it it's it odd it just looks so generic
0: they're i think they're trying to have your brain blend it with something you're comfortable having seen before sure the but problem that looks weird because they get so fat and far away from the nose that it just looks like poor fitting classic glasses yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. I don't know what they Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, it's, it's hard because the goggles, all the different goggles, they're terrifying as well. Yes, I but agree. But anyway, more importantly, what they're showing on this video, interestingly, is that he's controlling a lot of the AR functionality from the couch from his watch. Right. Because now you're thinking, well, if your screen is on your face, are you looking at your phone as much? Yeah. And I guess the answer for them is No. You see a sunglass mode here where he takes him outside he's flying a drone he pops the tint on and then of course they also show off the dex mode where he sees an entire augmented reality computing platform in front of him and a huge display so he's got the entertainment the work everything is coming through this ar concept uh glasses light or whatever they're calling it they actually there's actually another concept video as well which is a little more work-focused as far as uh, showcasing wearable computing in this example here. Anyway, these are probably internal videos and maybe things that Samsung shows to prospective investors, clients, would-be potential partners or Uh uh, customers in the future, but they were leaked from a Twitter account, Walking Cat, and... I suppose many are thinking they look real enough to be associated with the Samsung brand. Right. This is not an official product, but it showcases that Samsung is obviously very interested in getting to this market. And if, if I know Samsung, which I have for a little while now, they're going to probably want to beat Apple to market. They're probably going to want to be first with this. And we already know about the rumors Apple working on something similar. Speaking of things that Apple's working on, here we have some leaked images showing the new AirPods 3 with in-ear design and a smaller case, which is quite surprising because the case is already quite small to begin with. Uh, These look to be taking their design cues from the Pro model, AirPods Pro. As I'm sure you can tell here, the shape of it changed. The stem got a lot shorter. It's less of a, what did they call it? A toothbrush, less of a toothbrush look to it. Sure. The head of a toothbrush. Also, interchangeable ear tips, which look to have a kind of a funny way of fitting on there. Just a tiny little ridge, which I guess clips into there. It looks to me that you will be able to use it without any ear tip attached at all, Mm -hmm. which I kind of like for convenience as well. If you're more of a casual listener, you want to enhance the sound, you attach the ear tip. That's my uh, speculation on that. Uh, What else did they mention here? Apparently... uh, you're going to have a price point around $150 and a release date in March 2021. Is that like this March? That's this March. That's very, very soon. We're talking about next month. In terms of features as well, the AirPods 3 are supposed to pack in spatial audio, which was a feature that cost you a lot more currently. If you have to pick up the Pro or the Max, God forbid, you're spending... Uh, what does, what do the pros start at? Obviously the max is like 550 AirPods pro probably 300, although they were going on sale more frequently recently at two nineteen, So this is going to be the cheapest entry into, uh, spatial audio, which is that really cool functionality in the movies and things like that. However, apparently these AirPods three will not feature active noise cancellation or transparency mode that'll be reserved for the pro model. I guess they got to keep some things for the pro model. And yeah, so uh, Apple lists them as 249, the AirPods Pro, but you can find them easily. They're on sale a lot more these days, 219 uh, on Amazon, Amazon. as you can see right there. So Or uh, yeah, or what is Best Buy? Best Buy's listing, those are the regular AirPods. Anyway, check Amazon, save some money if you're gonna buy the Pros. Huawei showed off its new Mate X2 foldable. Officially, we saw the leaks on this. This is the follow-up to the other Mate foldable devices, except this takes some cues from the Samsung folding product, Z Fold, where it folds in on itself. The big display is on the inside rather than the outside, like the old Mate foldable, which people had their durability questions as far as that was concerned. Uh, this one, I got to be honest, I mean, the hardware looks kind of nice. It's They maxed out type of screen you could fit in there. In fact, they actually beat Samsung's numbers for scale if you're looking for the biggest phone. That exterior display when it's closed up is, I mean, it's edge to edge. or pretty close to it. Front-facing camera cut out there as well. Nice images of the hinge work and the hardware. I mean, you know they know how to do hardware. Mm-hmm. That's one thing Huawei was doing, man. They were doing some pretty nice hardware.
1: Yeah, and I noticed that there's no gap in here. Like no, the, no. Like the Fold.
0: Yeah, it's a really, it's a kind of nice shape that they ended up with in the clamshell mode. The internal display is eight inches, actually. Eight inches with a resolution of 2480 by 2200. The exterior screen 6.45 inches with a resolution of 2700 by 1160. So that's funny. That's interesting. The vertical pixels on the exterior display are more than the interior display. Oh. So it has a tighter pixel d- density. They're both OLED and have refresh rates up to 90 Hertz. Compared to Samsung's uh, Z Fold 2, that's got a uh, 6.2 inch internal, or sorry, external. So it's 0.25 inches smaller on the outside. And on the inside, it's 7.6 inches compared to eight on Huawei's new device. Now, this doesn't change the fact that you're gonna have some limited functionality on this device outside of China. You do not have Google Play's services. You don't have Google services. Mm. And that doesn't look like it's gonna change anytime soon. Right. So for the most part, they're targeting the Chinese market, but I mean, that's a fun piece of hardware. You gotta admit, Well,
1: Yeah, it looks very polished.
0: It's a fun piece of hardware. It's unfortunate about the software. Four cameras on the rear of 50 megapixel wide angle. 16 megapixel ultra wide, 12 megapixel telephoto, and a three with three times optical zoom, and an 8 megapixel super zoom camera with 10x optical. So it sounds like there's a lot of versatility in the camera as well. As far as price is concerned, you knew it wasn't going to be cheap for what it is, and the starting price is around 2,785 when converted from uh, Chinese currency. The upper-end model with 512 gigs of storage, 2940. So you're talking about a $3,000 phone, what do you do? And we're talking about that's equivalent to USD 3000. So it'll be available to buy in China February 25th. And who knows if they're even going to launch it outside the country. I'm not sure because, like I said, without the Google services on there, limited appeal outside of China. Spotify made some news this morning. They did a big announcement. I don't know if you paid any attention to it at all. I read the headline. You read the headline. Yeah. Which is, as far as you're concerned, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You got past the headline. Sure. Yeah. Spotify made some announcements about improvements to their service. They talked about their new hi-fi tier. They had a little launch video with uh, Billy Eilish talking about music quality. And they were like, the power of hi-fi. Like, I need my speakers louder, and we're losing all this information. It was kind of almost like a Neil Young type of thing when he had the Pono player. Uh. People talking about lossless audio. Yeah. Title been talking about it. I think Spotify sees this move as an advantage over Apple Music, who continues to be kind of their number one contender for music streaming services. Spotify's still number one, though, believe it or not. Imagine that, Will, being number one against those players like that. Uh-huh. Those big-time players. Yeah. I mean, you got Google in there. You got Apple in there.
1: Well, they were early. Spotify.
0: Early counts. Spotify. But uh, but early isn't necessarily all of it. I think there's some moves they made. We, we talk about the moves they made with the podcasts. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the partnerships. Yeah, yeah. Smart moves. And so their subscriptions are actually up. Uh, Spotify's most recent paid subscriber count hit 155 million, a 24% increase year over year. That's not nothing, man. That's pretty good. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You got uh, podcasts on there. Anyway, Hi-Fi is a different angle. Hi-Fi, they want to showcase, hey, you can listen to, this is the quote, Spotify will deliver CD-quality lossless audio format to your device and Spotify Connect-enabled speakers, which means fans will be able to experience more depth and clarity while enjoying their favorite tracks. Now, many dispute the importance of such file types, of such improvements to sound quality like you're gonna have the right equipment in place to really take advantage of it how, if you're listening on your phone speaker right i don't think it's really any advantage to but it how big are these files oh you're talking you know. about uh, streaming you're talking about data yeah paying for data yeah yeah you might want to do it when you're on the wi-fi that's a right. nice warning Willie. do if you don't have the unlimited i'm just saying if you
1: had problems with that
0: Willie, you do you're just knocking out a park right now that's a home run that's over the fence that's 400 feet well yeah Right. That's, called, that's a moonshot, as they call it. It's a moonshot. Well, to the moon, right? There you go. Uh, on the other hand, iTunes, everything is still AAC quality. It's not lossless and doesn't fully compete with 16 and 24 bit FLAC formats offered by other services. Spotify also announced that it's aiming to reach over a billion new users in coming in the coming days by expanding to 80 new markets, Asia, wow. Africa, Europe, the Caribbean, and more. Spotify's here to do battle.
1: They're here to stay. Mm. Good for them.
0: All right, shout out to Spotify. Good luck to you. Sound like it's going all right. We have a little update here on the PS5 DualSense situation. Digging a little deeper into iFixit's findings, they have now stated... They believe uh, the lifespan to be expected out of gameplay for your PlayStation 5 controller 417 hours, and they got to this number through what they would consider to be a typical type of uh, gaming habit, playing the game Call of Duty Warzone, that's what they used for their testing iFixit estimated the average PS5 DualSense would have around 417 hours of full performance. After this, the hardware would start to degrade, meaning the average player may see issues after just a few months. That's a little concerning, I'm sure, for some buyers. Uh, We talked about their teardown video, how they exposed some of those internal components, including the, I believe they're called potentiometers which were being used, and the lifespan on those. And then also a couple of springs, which appeared to bend out of shape and not necessarily bend all the way back on those joysticks, Mm. which may be another contributing factor to this so-called drift, controller drift, joystick, analog joystick drift that many people, I don't know about many people, but some people have experienced this is one group. This is their findings. This is their analysis, but it. But I'm sure people are uh, rightfully concerned. It's expensive investment, expensive console, and the controllers aren't cheap. What are they? Sixty bucks. Yeah. Uh, something around there. So. Uh, hopefully, Sony figures out a way to fix it, rectify the situation. I know there's been a class action lawsuit already been filed, which is kind of wild. The thing's barely been out, but as we mentioned in the past article talking about this controller sony has been pretty good about fixing previous versions and little kind of things that have been wrong with it at launch and so let's hope that's what's going to happen in this case because i think most people would want more than 417 hours oh yeah that would be a guess of mine WhatsApp is going to switch off messages for everyone who rejects these new terms Mm. now this is maybe a little bit surprising because originally when they started to take the heat when people started to say uh what's the matter with you i'm looking for telegram i'm looking for what's the other one signal mm-hmm. and this and that they kind of backed off a bit and they're like okay 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 we'll delay the thing but now we see this report that's like no nah, maybe they're doubling down maybe they're for real maybe they're sitting there like whatsapp is so good go ahead yeah. get out of my face you want to be a part of this party we don't want you anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not saying it in those terms, but apparently, according to this report, your account will be listed as inactive and inactive accounts will be deleted after 120 days. WhatsApp users who do not accept as updated terms and conditions by the May 15 deadline will be unable to receive or send messages until they do so. So they're going to they're gonna put that wall in your way after you launch the app or get the message and say, accept this oh, well, you're not going to reply to that. Mm-hmm. Or whatever way they're going to do it. Uh, the backlash appears to not have been enough. WhatsApp already sh- is already sharing information with Facebook and this whole dispute this or this whole uh, controversy erupted over just how much information is shared between both platforms. People started to get concerned about privacy and so forth. Uh, we'll see what happens, but this feels fairly official at this point that these new, these new uh, rules are going to come into play, and maybe their user base is just so enormous that it's it's too big to mm-hmm. even make a dent. I remember when we were talking about how Signal was like top of the app store, Telegram top of the app store. It's that like, was oh. a blip. It was like oh, they got yeah, it, they got millions of downloads, and then you look at the user base for WhatsApp, and you're like, yeah. oh my God, mil- millions of people moving, and it didn't even it's not even denting it. It's you'd kind of underestimate the WhatsApp footprint is so massive. And you know how it is with building new habits Uh when it comes to like moving friend groups and things like this. Maybe all the uproar wasn't as significant as we thought. I don't know. We got to wait and see. (laughs) All right. Let's move into crypto talk because it never stops. It's it stays hot. Rocket ships going to the moon. I don't know. Not according to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who has blessed us with a new a new statement or a couple. She says Bitcoin is an extremely inefficient way to conduct monetary transactions. You know what she likes? She likes the Federal Reserve. Yeah. All right, which she actually used to be a part of. It's like printing bank money, notes. will he do?
1: Yeah, we need more banknotes. <laughs>
0: more of them. Mm. Mm-mm. No, no. She's fine with the idea of digital currencies. They just got to be in charge of it. You understand how that yeah, goes? Yeah. They're like, no, no, your your stuff's inefficient. You know how much energy you're using. You know they like. You know what they're saying right now? They're saying that Bitcoin's energy consumption is more than that of the nation of New Zealand.
1: That's what I heard.
0: <laughs> so it's turned into environmental beef, crypto versus environmental types on a collision course. You didn't expect that yeah uh anyway so she's been a little uh she's been on both sides of this because i remember the early statement from her was similar to this stating oh bitcoin is used for uh, illicit things and illegal activities then she came back she's like oh yeah digital currencies and then now she come back with this one anyway she said it's uh there's dangers that bitcoin poses to both investors and the public She says there remain important questions about legitimacy and stability. I don't think, here's the quote, I don't think that Bitcoin is widely used as a transaction mechanism. Uh, To the extent it is used, I fear it's often for illicit finance. It's an extremely inefficient way of conducting transactions, and the amount of energy that's consumed in processing those transactions is staggering. Of course, these comments uh, set up with the backdrop of Bitcoin just, falling off a cliff this morning, actually Mm -hmm. crypto in general down like 12 to 15%. And you start to go, you start to say to yourself, oh, is there a correlation here? It started to climb back. Wait a minute, that's the one day right there? Man, I hate Google's charts. I know. It doesn't accurately display the cliff that I'm looking for. Yeah. I am looking for a cliff. There it is. Okay, that's your one day. It went all the, Bitcoin went all the way down back down to the $50,000. And and that's not... That ain't no magical... Are you surprised Willie he do this right at the $50,000 mark? But they start to buy back in? Yeah. You see how this goes? It's a psychological barrier. Anyway, uh, I don't think that these comments have done much to Bitcoin at the moment. They're, they are comments. And uh, it appears to be that's all they are. Actually, moving on to the next story, we had comments... From Elon Musk that people were suggesting could have been responsible for the dip that took place this morning. He came he's on a whale. What's that?
1: He's a whale.
0: No, no, no. Actually, he just came on Twitter and said, uh, I feel like it's a bit a bit pricey, a bit high. Oh. The value's a bit high. Something along these lines. And he he added an L O L to it. So don't take it too serious, Willie do? <laughs> and so people were saying, oh, maybe the reason for the drop-off is because Elon came out. And and had this, like, tiny criticism. I mean, not even really a criticism. He previously said Tesla stock was overpriced only to watch it balloon after the fact. Mm-hmm. If you go to his tweets and replies, I believe it was actually a reply. And it should be relatively easy to find because it's not that many tweets on his account. Although I do want that solar roof. Maybe he, tw- he is tweeting more than oh. I was prepared for, uh, given this topic i'm sure you'll find it anyway he came out and said seems a bit pricey i think he was referencing both bitcoin and ethereum and people were wondering oh maybe that's why it dipped down the other speculation about the dip that took place was that maybe it was a monday morning thing you know you got the weekend traders like yourself willie do you buying some crypto Mm -hmm. on the weekend you got you got a like a hot coffee maybe you sit beside the fireplace and buy a little crypto because the crypto
1: market doesn't sleep Even (laughs) on weekends. Even when Willie it in
0: in his house coat with his slippers on and a hot coffee steaming up. Uh, Actually, I like this scene. This is a very relaxing scene that I'm uh, painting here. There's the tweet. That said, BTC and ETH do seem high, LOL. Anyway, he's been going back and forth with Peter Schiff on the gold thing, and that's the way people perceived it, but it looks like it might be something else. It looks like it might be the market action causing... That's a funny. One. <laughs> that's <pretty> funny. <laughs> it's true, that's true. So much heat. That's true. Yeah, no. The way that this thing bounced back and how quickly it did, and the number at which it reached before bouncing back, is indicative to me of something else, other than something Elon said, or other than something, what's her name? Let me just rem- apologize, Yellen. Yellen. What's her first name? Janet. Janet Yellen. I don't think either are responsible. Now, speaking of other things. Elon Musk related. He says SpaceX is going to double Starlink satellite internet speeds later this year. This was again in a tweet, which is the place that news is made. He said speed will double to 300 megabits per second and latency will drop to 20 milliseconds later this year. That's quite a nice improvement. Mm. Uh, He added that Starlink will reach customers around most of the earth by the end of 2021, expecting to have complete global coverage by next year. I mean that's a pretty ambitious task. Yeah. Uh with a product like this. But I think he's starting to see uh he's got the dollar bills in the eyes. You know, he wants to he, he he's always saying he needs this capital. He gotta get to Mars. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap to get to Mars, will he do? And uh fly these uh these test missions and things. It's all expensive and you gotta turn turn some money around at some point. Yeah and uh this is apparently the way to do it and 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 the way to expedite the process is to deliver better speeds Mm -hmm. now remember this project is targeted at low to moderate density areas from a population perspective it's not meant to replace your uh uh connection in more densely populated areas or your cellular connections in those areas those can still be faster they're certainly faster than 100 megabits. Mm-hmm. What prompted this update was a tweet from a user who set up their dish. I see snow underground, it might even be a Canadian. Actually, his Twitter handle is at SpaceXFan97. <laughs> this dude is for real. He posts a speed test 130 megabits per second. Wow. Which is not terrible, to which Elon replies speed will double to 300 and latency drop to 20 milliseconds later this year. So kind of this guy's entire feed is just his journey with uh Starlink satellite internet. Oh yeah. I got to say it's a bit promising to me because I like the idea of uh, the kind I think all of us have this kind of attraction to the off the grid lifestyle mm-hmm. or being at a cottage or maybe closer to the wilderness but fear the disconnection. And I'm sure people will argue this the other way too saying yeah that's the whole point of going up north sir. But this, the idea of this dude out in the wilderness or wherever he happens to be, and he's still connected at decent speed, still uploading YouTube videos. There's something cool about that.
1: Yeah. I think there might be a new genre for this living in the wild, but also have daily videos.
0: I don't know. Yeah, no, that stuff is taking off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuff's taking off. Uh, Here we have an article from Kelly Wu on Tom's Guide. She says, she or he, Kelly can be either, uh, I believe. Oh, now I got completely sidetracked here. Well, let's... You can't. You can't do it. I'll find out. We are so sidetracked at the moment because of the name Kelly. Uh, I believe anybody is allowed to have the name Kelly. I don't even think you need to be... Uh, anybody or anything can be, there we go. Kelly, Woo, we found her. Perfect. I was right in the first place. Anyway. Yeah. She put together a cool article here about, uh, HBO max versus Netflix. And I, th- I found it to be interesting. Well, be- okay. because I feel like these are two players. It's a, it's a real battleground right now. Uh-huh. It's shaping up. Now I obviously I add Disney plus into the mix as well. <laughs> But the HBO Max thing has been quite interesting to me because of the Warner Brothers aspect and the new movie launch aspect and the way the price point lines up with Netflix. It's almost identical. It's right in there. And the type of content available, you know, the binge watching is there, the Game of Thrones types. Yeah. um, The type of shows that, you know, have a big budget type of show. HBO has those. Yep. And it seems like the thing holding it back wasn't the quality of content but more so just adapting to the new environment in which people view content. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it took a little bit of time, but it sort of seems like based on this article that they got there. And the reference here is, is a lot of it is to do with the library. Listen to this. I mean, you could binge Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, The Wire, Sex and the City, which I know would be your selection of the, of the bunch there, Veep and Watchmen. Those are some, some like high budget, type of type of stuff right there to choose from and then let me throw in there the movie stuff okay HBO Max's library houses shows produced by all of Warner Media's brands that's TBS TNT Crunchyroll it's got your anime stuff over there and the Cartoon Network mm. and it also licenses third party content from Studio Ghibli do you know them yeah easy well no need to shout yeah. at me no need to shout. Yeah, I know them. <laughs> they got uh, Friends back, which, you know, people binge that stuff. Like, it's kind of okay, in yeah. the office territory category. Sure, I don't yeah. know what it is. People, I don't do that, but people love to go with the old, sure, nostalgic. Bud. So I'm going to go just watch some Friends yeah. myself. <laughs> the Office moved to Peacock. It left Netflix. I believe Friends was on Netflix at some point, too, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, it's off Netflix. Like, you start to see it's a lot of uh, Netflix getting hit from a lot of angles. Mm-hmm. Was Friends on Netflix or no? Yeah. Okay, it was. What? For a while. Okay, it was. And then let me just put the cherry on top. They got the Warner Bros. Pictures and New Line Cinema. You can watch Lord of the Rings franchise. And then how about some of these new movies coming out? Let me just read a few to you. Uh Judas and the Black Messiah. That's an Oscar contender. The Little Things. Godzilla versus Kong. Dune. The Suicide Squad and the, and the New Matrix.
1: Those aren't those aren't nothing.
0: No, that ain't they're, nothing, uh... man. These are that would have cost you. Imagine the movie theater experience if you yeah, want to see all true. those films. Yeah. And you're paying fifteen dollars for the whole month, and uh-huh. you got all of them. I mean, they're not all coming out in the same month, but now you start to see. The situation Netflix finds itself. It's up against stiff competition and the content matters and HBO can instantly tap into this variety of partnerships. It's a pretty strong variety of partnerships. So uh, Kelly says HBO Max is already the best streaming service. Mm. If it isn't yet, it's a real battle at least. Right. It's a real battle at least. Uh, You know those, those guys over at Mischief? The guys doing the the uh what, are, what would you call it like modern prank type art installation things
1: yeah i think it's mainly for marketing
0: marketing yeah. uh, they're apparently they're venture backed uh we had the jesus shoes on the channel i yeah. believe that's the last time we featured something from them oh no we also had the mystery box unboxing sure yeah that we did uh, the latest is spots rampage which is spot a robot from Boston Dynamics with a paintball gun, kind of in an art gallery setting. Boston Dynamics was very upset about this, Willie Doo. They were not happy about this. Right. You know, they hate this, like, military violent type of thing. In fact, apparently, they offered two more spot robots just for them not to do this. Oh. And they still did it anyway. Now, apparently, you could oh, control boy. the robot remotely and walk around an art gallery shooting at different items with your paintball gun
1: yeah i think people take turns controlling the robot you take
0: turns controlling the robot and uh yeah it was just a huge issue because boston dynamics has really been trying to shed the comparison the kind of uh dystopian future ai robot thing which (laughs) is
1: completely reverses it (laughs) in like one video
0: yeah, well, I mean it's look at it.
1: Very unfortunate.
0: Yeah, look at it, man. All the engineering and development but for for their part, the Mischief Crowd, they're saying, "Look, you're always doing these dancing videos. You're always having such a good time. Can we at least talk about the fact that this could be used like this?" Like that's their right. angle. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that I support the agenda. I'm just saying that that's the statement they're trying to make. Right. And when it comes to art, willie do, what are the rules, man? I mean as long as you're not hurting anybody directly sure they're entitled yeah. they're entitled to their to their uh, expression only lobsters get hurt the lobster was getting lit up yeah. Uh, they're entitled to their expression, and it's a valid point, I suppose. However, apparently there's some sort of kill switch on Boston Dynamics' end because it has to connect to their server. Oh right. And yeah. they've had internal negotiations, like they're discussing whether they should shut it down or not, oh. because mm-hmm. they feel it's doing some negative mm-hmm. things for the brand and the product. And uh, well, they're trying. I guess they're trying to figure out if this fits in when you do the terms of service. i the violent thing. Is this violence? It's Certainly closer than the robot on its own, Mm -hmm. but it is a bit of a gray area. We'll see what transpires. You sent me this one, man. This is crazy. Sleek spaceship render planned for an eSports arena in Toronto. That's around the corner. Yeah. This is down at the exhibition area, I believe. $500 million, a 7,000 seat building for hosting concerts and Overwatch matches. Look at the shape on that. Yeah. It's like a wave. It's like a futuristic wave spaceship thing. Uh, Apparently, this is going to be home to the Toronto Defiant of the Overwatch League and the uh, Call of Duty League's Toronto Ultra. Hmm. Apparently, they will play out of such a thing. The venue expected to cost around $500 million to build and would open in 2025, which that's a little while away. I'm sure some things could get in the way between them. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it's hard to build things like that. Yeah. They don't envision it as exclusively an eSport. It looks cool with the eSports in there, though. Yep. Yeah. But they also imagine doing having live performances. I mean, a venue, another venue in the Toronto area, mm-hmm. besides where the Leafs and the Raptors play. You have concerts. You could have concerts. You know. It was designed by a high end. Uh, architecture firm called Populous. They've done other projects, other stadiums and such. Uh, This wouldn't be the first dedicated building for eSports, but it might be the coolest. Mm. And it's right around the corner, so who knows? Maybe it's kind of a weird time to announce it because you can't even go in a crowd or anything right now, but...
1: They're betting on the future.
0: They're betting on the future, and and maybe it's one of these things, Will, where people have been outside of crowds and live venues for so long that everybody comes rushing back once the COVID stuff is sorted out. Everybody's like, I need to go to venues. Yeah, let's watch some Overwatch. Oh, watch anything. Yeah. What do you got, Overwatch? I'm there. What what do you got, uh, an orchestra? I'm there. Sure. Let me go somewhere. Yeah. Maybe not like that. I don't know. That was a little bit. Uh. That's intense. All right, here's, uh, I don't know if this is a sad one or I don't know how this made you feel, but we have the announcement here that Daft Punk has broken up. I don't even know if breakup is right. Maybe just retired. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know which way they wanted to phrase it. Pitchfork says they broke up. The legendary dance duo has called it quits after 28 years. Uh, their publicist has confirmed such a thing. Whichever phrase you want to put on it. 28 years is hard to believe. It just uh, reminds me of how fleeting everything is, how old you and I are. 28 Mm. years starting the career back in 1997. They released an eight-minute video titled Epilogue, which is a piece of their 2006 film. Did you watch the clip, by the way? I don't know if you can play it here. Probably not.
1: Yeah, I did watch it.
0: You watched the clip. They're walking apart, and then the guy explodes. Kind of cool. Yeah, like kind of maybe indicative of what transpired between the two of them. That right, right. one of them was like, I'll I want to keep going with this thing. Yeah. I want to put out new music, and the other guy's like, Man, we did it. We're done. We yeah. we nothing left to see here. And, and the
1: whole th- desert thing, just keep keep on walking. I mean, and it's a symbols. There's the it symbols is, yeah.
0: to it, and the metaphors to it, and the life life in general, and which however deeply you want to read into it, the internal struggle and battle between doing and not doing between uh, playing the hand or folding. I mean, you got to make the call sometimes. And I want to allow them, I want to say, yo, do your thing, guys. Because I enjoyed a lot of this music over the years. And uh, yeah, I don't, it's no, it's a long career. Mm -hmm. It's a long career. It's a long time to be, a thing and live up to a particular standard. Now, I know they haven't released a lot of music recently, but they have been collaborating a yep. lot still with other artists, still doing work. And for me, if you're Daft Punk, you get to do whatever you want right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can work with anyone at this point.
0: You get, Or not work at all. Yeah. If you're Daft Punk, you do what you want right now. You, you, if you're Daft Punk, you can walk through the desert if that's what you want to do. If you're Daft Punk, you can go chill with the monks over in Tibet or whatever you want to do. Uh-huh. You can do what you want to do at that point. For sure, yeah. You
1: cemented yourself.
0: I mean, you were Daft Punk, man. So anyway, and they left a lot of music out here for us to still enjoy for now and forever. Mm-hmm. So actually, this is more of just a shout out. Thank you to Daft Punk. Thank you. Uh, this is your story. And it's the oh. last one of the day. Oh. And it's my favorite segment of the show. Oh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's when Mr. Willie Doo takes the reins he takes the main microphone he takes the hot microphone and he aims to bring a story to the table which is greater or more interesting or or uh, more insightful than anything that I brought to the table over the course of the entire well, that's show not true. and <laughs> and at first I was skeptical at first I was like I don't know that that seems hard to deliver but he insisted on this portion of the show existing now and into the future and it was so I and just into the future. And so I just oh, I backed man. down on it and I said, Listen, if you're gonna bring that type of value to the audience, if you're gonna bring that type of insight to the audience, I'm not gonna stand in your way. I'm gonna let you have the last story of the day. I'm gonna let you blow people's minds. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back one once again to Willie Do's wild card round. The floor is yours. <laughs> oh
1: jeez, oh, you're putting up, you're putting the microphone away. Um, okay, well, this one is uh, a TikTok story that kind of blew up. Um, it's about burning snowballs. Apparently, uh, snowballs don't burn when you light them on fire. They actually... Uh,
0: they do burn, you mean?
1: Well, they, they don't burn. melt. Uh, they don't melt. So
0: They burn instead.
1: You have this uh, YouTube video here, and apparently... This woman tries to gather up some snow and tries to burn the snowball. And it doesn't burn.
0: It burns. It just doesn't melt.
1: Well, it's not.
0: Look at the black soot on it.
1: Well, it's not like burning in the way that you expect it to. Right. Um, It's not melting. It's not like there's no liquid that's coming out. It, It actually kind of turns black. And it's, it's a thing called sublimation, I think. And yeah, it just kind of turns into a gas and apparently people are just blown away by it. Like it's a conspiracy.
0: Yeah. So basically what happens here, it goes, it goes straight into vapor instead of turning into, into a liquid. That's what that term means sublimation. So rather than. People are
1: thinking like there's metals in there that's like making it burn.
0: Oh yeah, I mean once and you're on the t- once you're in the TikTok depths, the conspiracies are unlimited. But, but I didn't
1: know this, did you?
0: No, I never tried such a thing.
1: Yeah, I thought it would melt, but apparently it just turns
0: black. Well, what actually was striking to me as well is outside of what's happening with the lighter being applied to the ball of snow is also where the fingertips are touching. I was curious because mm-hmm. okay, in that case you have don't have enough heat to go straight into a gas uh, but why is that portion not dripping?
1: Right, yeah.
0: But maybe it's just densely packed, and or maybe the person's hand isn't actually all that hot. It's a really short clip, so maybe if you watched it longer as well. But the reason it's gone viral is because those answers aren't in the video. It's, a, it's like a 50-second clip. Yeah. It just shows the thing. It's just like, wait a sec, that doesn't seem like it should work like that. I presume even if you had maybe the heat further away, it may not go straight to a gas. It's probably has it has something to do with the amount of heat, right? Intense heat or something. Yeah, because if you're yeah. f- far away from the flame, I mean, if you've ever had snow on your boots and sat beside a campfire, it's sure. going to melt. Yeah, but it's something to do with the density of the packed snow against the intensity of the flame being held right up next to it. And I agree with you; it's very strange. It turns black and then vaporizes.
1: Yeah, conspiracy.
0: <laughs> Wait a sec, is it or isn't it a conspiracy? Or did you end the show?
1: Uh, well, I'm just saying like it. Uh, it's, a, it's what a lot of people are Since this is
0: about. your segment, is it a conspiracy or is it just science? It's science, very cool science.